Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Ask Engineer, the only live broadcasting Adafruit Electronics <laughs> show in the entire universe. I don't know, I don't have any other live electronics. Unless there's a multiverse, and then you're watching this on repeat. Yeah, or, <laughs> or I'm Spider-Man. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, one of our last shows of the year. We might have one next uh, next week, we'll see. But it's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, on this cold, cold, short, dark day. But that just means there's more time for nighttime electronics. And that's what we're going to be doing for the next hour. We're going to be checking in with all the news, videos, updates, products, and more. We've got discount codes. We've got It's Not Out Yet. We've got Top Secrets and uh, cool 3D printed shoelaces. So yeah. let's kick it off, Mr. Lady Ada. What's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is PADC, P-A-D-C. 10% off the native for store all the way up to 1.59 p.m. or until we remember to turn the code off. That gets you 10% off the native fruit store. Use it or lose it. Um, good talk about Adafruit Live. We had our show and tell. We have from the desk of Lady Ada, we have a little bit of a highlight from part one and part two, including the great search where you can learn how to search for the parts you need. We've got a clip from JP's workshop where uh, we show the product pick of the week that's JP's pick of the week that we have an automatic discount that automatically applies. We do that every week. We have some made New York City factory footage, got some 3D printing videos, got IMPI. This week it is analog devices brought to you by DigiKey. We got new products. We also have some top secret. We're going to answer your questions. We do that on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord or discord.gg slash adafruit. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. So let's first uh, try some stuff here that's new. Um, we're broadcasting on Instagram this week. Hello. Ooh, yeah. Instagram. Well, they, it's a new feature that we're allowed to broadcast yeah. live. So um, the only thing is it's in, um, they're, they're going to eventually have it so it can be portrait or landscape. So um, I get really cool. yeah, you know, maybe you can listen to it like a podcast. Okay. Um, so anyways, thanks for joining us on Instagram. We broadcast on all the places because some places are better than others. Some people have preferences. So um, anyways, welcome aboard folks on Instagram. I put the discount code in there too. So if folks want to okay. save a buck or two. Um, let's do some housekeeping stuff and more um, in addition to the discount code, Lady Ada. There's free stuff. We have freebies still, $99 or more when you order at the Adafruit shop. We've got this beautiful PCB coaster. comes with little bumpers so it doesn't uh, scratch your desk and it protects your desk. And it's got this gold Adafruit logo on it. And it's like an extra thick PCB. So it's great. Uh, $149 or more orders get a free KB2040. It's an RP2040 chip uh, microcontroller board that's the same pinout as a Pro Micro. And it's got all these cool accessories like lots of memory and buttons and stomach UT and a NeoPixel and 8 megabytes of RAM. So it's like a great little microcontroller board to build projects with. And $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. And two ninety nine or more, we've got Circuit Playground Express is still yay. The part shortage is really over because we've got lots of these. Our favorite all in one development board featuring the SAMD twenty one. It can run Arduino or Circuit Python or MakeCode or Code.org CS Discoveries or MicroPython or Rust or MicroLisp or whatever. It's like a really popular chip with all the LEDs and sensors and buttons and stuff built into it, so you don't even have to do any soldering. It's a great way to learn electronics. And do check our site because for the most part, if you need something for, for Christmas, order it next day air. 
Um, it'll probably go out like tomorrow and then again, maybe again on Friday. But um, that's pretty much it. If you're saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, um, don't worry, get some gift certificates. We don't have ours expire. So if you want, you can get an Adafruit gift certificate. If you just show up late to a party, you could still do it from your phone. Um, they never expire. You email them to the recipient and uh, you're good and to go. Them. They use them. We actually yeah. have a pretty good rate of like, we don't, we're not like Starbucks where we like make money off it. It's like, if yeah. you use them, people get stuff and it's just convenient. Okay. And then big news. So when we made this graphic, we said, wow, Adabox is totally going to come back in 2023. Well, it turns out it was a long year of chip shortages, supply chain issues, world and local and every type of geopolitical nightmare you can imagine for building things. 600 almost redesigns. Um, 571. 571. So here's the good news. There is a small number of you. You're getting emails tomorrow. The subject of the email, um, because I'm going to link to this video in the email because I get it. There's phishing scams. There's social engineering that people do. People know that like scammers know you want Adabox. Scammers. They're going to use that knowledge yeah. against you. Every day there is another giant um, scary thing about, you know, someone pretended to be someone so they can do something. I get like weird texts. It's like your package is ready and who knows. So we want to make sure. So you're going to be getting an email from supportedadafruit.com. That's important. Um, you can double check. We did the Google verification thing and shows from Adafruit. Um, most people are getting their emails, Gmail usually in some form. Um, and the subject is exciting update. Adabox 21 is ready to ship. Update your details now. So like I said, a small number of you, we wanted to get some out by the end of the year. And then of course we're ramping up to get all of them out, but this is how we can start. Um, short version, log into your Adafruit account and update any shipping and payment info linked to your Adabox subscription. You have an Adabox 21 that will ship before the end of the year. So um, we've basically redone how we do everything with Adabox to accommodate the thousands and thousands of people. And then the signups that we wanna be able to add later in context of the biggest drought of parts and just like moving stuff around on planet Earth over the last couple of years. So, um, you know, thanks for everyone who's been patient with us. Um, thanks for sticking with us. It's one of the only, if only, um, electronic subscription services out there. Uh, we don't charge until we ship. So for the folks out there that maybe you moved or maybe you have a credit card that you have to update or whatever form of payment that you're using, um, when you get this email, please, um, log into your account, um, go to Adafruit. You can even do it right now if you're if you're just an Adabox customer in general, because these are going to be coming out. Our team is going to be taking a little bit of a break for the holiday, but we're getting a few out, and then we're going to resume and continue to get all of them out until we're completely done. And then we're going to be able to add more Adabox subscribers, and then we're going to have some more exciting changes with Adabox. But um, we're in a really good spot. Thank you so much. This is the Adabox video that I'm going to slice up and also put on our site so you know. It is from us. It is happening. Adabox. Okay. It is shipping 2023. That's right. A few of them, but yeah. they are shipping. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. 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 I can't wait till we can look back and say it happened. It happened. Yeah. Okay. We do a bunch of live shows, including this one and show and tell, which we just did. Okay. Uh, on the show and tell this week. Lauren stopped by Adafruit.io, did some Blockly stuff. Easiest way to do no-code, low-code ways to get your IoT projects up and running. This was a cool developer preview. Um, it's so not live, but you want to see what's behind the scenes? Yeah. That's what's behind the scenes. We showed just about everything. Um, JP showed off a cool camera project. This is using the Memento camera. Um, our 
Memento camera is, I think, the only open source hardware camera that's certified that runs yeah. Python. Yeah, I think it's one of the few. I think so. If not only, um, JP showed this off, and you can uh, learn about making your own photos, changing the LED colors as you take photos, and more. Liz had this really cool BFF squad. It's these, I know, it's so cute. These little the cute BFF BFFs, yeah. yeah, you can kind of um, put them on like a, almost like a Lego or a, like a, you know, 100 in one electronic learning kits. Yeah. yeah it's kind of cool. And then um, we have uh, Jepler who showed off beautiful fonts using CircuitPython or Qualia board and this like really neat bar display. And then Kyle came by with one of the cutest, most interesting, amazing, functional, and scary um, robots. <laughs> yeah. robots. It's a diode cutting machine that cuts diodes. It, it does 10 at a time or 55 or whatever you want. And Kyle has a cool keyboard company. And this was a um, project that he made to help him uh, produce things. And we've showed how we do testers and stuff. So this is nice to see uh, makers, uh, helping makers showing what type of things they use to run their businesses. Yeah, so I think it's good. It's going to be on GitHub and more, and we'll get the word out about it. Very cool project. Okay, um, let's go to the desk of Lady Ada. We do this on Sundays. Uh, Lady Ada, it's in two parts. Yep. What did you show this week on your desk? Um, okay, so I was debugging this non-working e-ink feather wing, and it turns out that I swapped some component diodes for the exact same component number, but it was a different manufacturer. And it actually didn't work. Uh, so I talked about debugging that, like why it took so long and how I determined that it was the diodes. Uh, I also showed off... Um, a panel of boards that was manufactured with the wrong resistor um, and what I learned from that. And then a prototype that had the wrong size capacitors and what I learned from that and then how I picked the right size capacitor. So a lot of, you know, it's three projects that weren't working at the beginning and worked by the end. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. You know, people like to see like, like it's not always 100% perfect every time. I make mistakes all the time. I learn from them. Uh, maybe you can learn from me too. Skip. Skip the learning part. Yeah, we're not scared to show the mistakes because we feel like with a lot of things, especially with electronics, no one is um, showing that sometimes there's mistakes. But yeah. the way that you fix them and handle them and what you learn from it is kind of, that's yeah. the game now. That's what matters most. Yeah. Um, also, we have the great search. This is where Lady Ada helps you find the things you need to find on a site like digikey.com there's millions of parts millions yeah and i but was, you want one one part yeah and i was reading uh you know there's more like the world is a little weird right now there's a lot of emphasis on um certain types of startups but people are building a lot of hardware but they're also um using tools to help them learn and one of the things that's lacking out there is well i want to learn how to use a search engine a site like digikey you're not going to use google to find stuff on digikey so it's not possible um so how do you use something like digikey and how do you use all the filters to find the parts i mean especially over the last year plus with part substitutions so you do the great search what did you pick uh this week well um so i was getting this um usb switch thing to work um i had to spec um, I spec 100 microfarad capacitors, but I should have done 10 microfarad capacitors because that's part of the USB spec. And I realized we hadn't covered just generic, you know, 10 microfarad ceramic capacitors for your, you know, PCB. I, I sprinkle them all over the place. Um, so the video I did was um, packages, um, uh, ceramic, um, uh, what's it called? Not electrolytics. Uh, the difference between ceramics and electrolytics and tantalums. Um, substrate um, numbers like X5R, Y5V, 
what you know when to use which one um the percentage um variability and bulk uh capacitance derating based on the bias dc voltage um stuff you need to know because a 10 microfarad cap isn't actually a 10 microfarad cap when you're using it um on a power supply so you'll want to look at how to derate it properly and then you know i just, just use twice as many or you pick twice as much um capacitance it's not too bad but you do have to look at the spec sheet for that so i just showed how to do it um real quickly and then we picked uh you know a good general purpose like one cent 10 microfarad cap that I use all the time and I recommend to others. Okay. And then on Tuesdays, we do JP's product pick of the week. Here is this week's highlight. It is the ADS 7838 channel 8-bit ADC. It's an analog to digital converter. I have two of these so that I can gang them up. Each of them is reading eight of the faders and then those messages are traveling to my microcontroller over I2C. This is just purely a MIDI fader board, and then I'm reading in USB MIDI messages in software to control this little um, mixing board that you can see here. Pretty stable uh, signal, not a lot of jitter in that, sometimes a little bit just because of the, the mechanics of the faders, but you can see here we've got uh, some pretty stable, uh, smooth, it's very responsive uh, type of reading on those analog inputs. My product pick of the week this week, it is the ADS7838 channel, 8-bit ADC with STEMIQT I2C. Okay, and a reminder, JP's workshop is off next week. JP will be off for a couple weeks. I don't know if there's a deep dive this week with Tim. Do check our Discord channel and of course, all of our social medias. Um, and then I'm not sure, we'll see, because uh, Sunday is uh, Christmas Eve. So we'll see if we're doing a desk of Gladiator. We might just post up some videos. It all depends. Like, you know, uh, if we can have something interesting to show y'all, we'll do it. Otherwise, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll take the day off. Yeah, we'll see. Go sledding. Yeah. Get some chocolate. Um, we have a new segment, series, blog post, and more. This is Whippersnapper Wednesdays. Um, this is uh, from Brent and our entire team. Um, the news and the things to look at this week, you can go to the blog. This has all of it. It also has an RRO blog. You can look at the new component picker, beta 74, and more sensors. So the component picker, um, this is what you can type in. You can say um, what you're looking for. Yeah, and it will um, auto filter them based on what you type. So if you yeah. just type in humidity, it'll show you just the humidity sensors. Yeah. You can type so, in HT20, it'll just show you the HT20. Let's say if you wanted a humidity sensor to send you an email when the humidity got to a certain amount. This is where one of the ways you could start. And uh, we don't care if it's our stuff or not. There's other things inside of Correct. Um, Adafruit IO and Whippersnapper, other um, vendors. Um, we just want to have the easiest IoT service and no code, low code. So with um, 81 plus components, there's 82. Um, we needed a better way to filter all this stuff because there's a lot. So um, yeah, it's hard to scroll. Yeah, 82 is a lot. So um, just tons of optimizations. The search is in there. It makes it really fun and easy. And you can you know hit different keywords from buzzer, button for sensor types, light, temperature, pressure, interfaces, vendor. Um, it's in there. And then the latest version of Whippersnapper at Adafruit IO. It's beta uh, 74 for 1.0. Um, do check this out. It's on GitHub. Um, stable release, and then we have works with Whippersnapper um, in the uh, beta now. So these are the things that works with, and we have a way to indicate that 
as well. And we're working on our search on our site to show this. So this is a whippersnapper update. Do check out Adafruit.io. Beep, beep, beep. Um, we do pride ourselves on having like the, the less friction as possible. We're making, I know we're making it too easy to do IoT projects, but that's okay. Um, do do check it out. Um, there's always a free way to use our stuff. No, you don't even have to type in a credit card number. Yeah, you can just get started. Right you have now. to buy nothing. You can just you, we do require an account because you have to make sure that you know nobody else uses your data. Yeah, of course. But uh, it's instant, free, and we don't sign you up for a newsletter. And the way we handle paying, I'm like, why are you doing this? Because we sell hardware, and we figured instead of having an IoT service that eventually goes out of business and you rely on, it and you're like, oh man. Uh, we thought, well, we can there's, fund it with the hardware we sell. There's, so. there's carcasses of IoT services. All there is is sad, broken IoT services out there, toys that are broken that um, got discarded. So we said, well, what can you do to avoid that? So we sell hardware. Okay, let's do some Python on hardware. Is that the little song? Yeah, Python. Okay, this week, um, first up, we're going to just talk about some CircuitPython 9 updates and more this is in our newsletter you can get it on adafruitdaily.com you do not need to even sign up and get an rss feed you can um you know do any tracking we make it so uh it's a completely separate website than even our store adafruitdaily.com so what's the latest and greatest lady ada for circuit python 9 that you want to mention well the stuff in 9 that's really cool is um stuff that i requested so <laughs> um first off we get more usb host support usb host is is nice because um it allows you to plug in keyboards and mice and disk drives and you know you can use them from within circuit python i know that scott's also been working a lot on uh wi-fi web workflow um i don't know if that's shown in here there's new um a lot of dynamic heap allocation stuff that's changed it, it's internals but it means that we can do usb host because we can allocate uh, memory a lot easier um jepler has been working on jpeg decoding support natively so you can draw jpegs using display io which is great because for the larger qualia screens the screens are so big that the bitmap files are just like junky they take up like all the disk space and so we need to have compressed files um and jpegs or and very easy to decompress and well-supported standard. So we're going to do that. A couple other details there, like little SynthIO, MDNS, I2S um, updates. But those are the things that I'm kind of most excited about. Yeah. And then thing, um, this is kind of like bonus edition. So in addition to all of the um, projects and more, um, we'll cover this um, this book in our oh, art okay. section. Um, we do, you know, extend out so all flavors of Python, also scripting languages on microcontrollers and Raspberry Pi, um, which has a ton of Python stuff going on, of course, because it's a Linux computer, um, and just regular old Python resources. So if you're interested in you know, one of the more popular programming languages and all the things you can do with it, do check it out. Um, we like to keep track of the things that people are building with open source hardware. Um, we like it, of course, when there are things that people can learn from, and we like building some of those things. So um, we have some good news. Our camera, the open source Python powered camera. This isn't a Python 9. This is a 9. That's another thing that 9 added support for. Yes. So circuit Python 9, you can use a camera. Um, this is our 3D rendering that we made. It's beautiful. Um, one of the things that we do is there's lots of ways to say you're open source, so lots of ways to use the word open, but da, 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 da. it's uh it's here. 
So I type camera. There's camera, there's camera like sensors, but we think this is one of the only open complete cameras that you can take a photo with. Yeah. Um, so it is now open hardware certified, certification date December 19th. Um, yeah. Uh right now we are uh I'm gonna type Adafruit. I think we are up to 700 and something. 723 projects. Um, so yeah, can you click on certification date to certification sort? date? Yeah, because then we sort by like the latest. There, uh, again, yeah, yeah. So the latest boards are in. Yeah, so the host feather wing. So we're keeping up with our latest design suit. So 723, um, and if you look at the total number, it's 2,616. So we're pretty proud of the fact that we've been able to keep up with. Uh, doing these certifications because it's important to us for you to have the files, the source code, and all these things. And this is, you could say it, but this is this is just one of the ways that you can send the signal that this is really important. So thanks to um, folks at Oshawa who maintain this. And uh, thanks for the community that encourages us to do open source hardware. I like that there's like, not, it's not just US, there's like Canada yeah. and Germany and Spain. That's kind of nice. Yep. Okay, let's... Uh, Remind folks, it shows up every week. Ada for Daily. That's where you get the newsletter. Okay. Speaking of open source hardware, Lady Ada, we have a bunch of guides that we do every single week. Yeah, we got a bunch of guides this week. What's the guides on the big Okay, board? so we've got a guide for the USB host feather wing. Um, Liz wrote this up. This is using Team USB. So TAC uh, added support in TDUSB, our open source USB host and peripheral stack that like almost every chip company is using now. So, you know, we played the long game. Uh, I think Tech started this 10 years ago before he joined Adafruit. And then you know, he's worked, been working with Adafruit and he, we, you know, sponsor him to do TDUSB support. Um, and so he added support natively for the Max 3421 as like an underlying transport. So you can now use the TDUSB host examples which are like really great and like like hubs are supported and mass storage and cdc like an ftdi chips and um keyboards and mice and midi and all that good stuff um if it's supported by tdsb you can now use the max 3421e which is an old school but still great usb chip uh and so now we have um examples published documented on how to use it with the usb host feather wing uh, JP and Liz collaborated on this cool project. This is a, a Mixtella project, or I don't know how to pronounce it, Mixella um, project. They made they made a um, reverse oscilloscope synthesizer, and I was like, that's such a good idea. And we had this eight channel ADC board that we just released, and so I was like, take two of them and put sixteen fader potentiometers, and then you can draw waveforms, and Synthio will create that waveform and output it. Um, out of like the DAC or out of the um, I2S or out of the PWM output. Um, and so this actually is like a little synthesizer. You can draw the waveform, but then you can also pipe it into your modular synth. I just thought it'd be fun. It's like, it's fun to draw square waves or triangle waves, and then you can instantly um, hear what it sounds like. So I thought that's kind of neat. And then there's like a little UI up there to to change the frequency and, okay. and, and stuff. Uh, Aaron did a project. It's an easy, show the video. mechanically easy, but electronically very complicated. It has two WLED boards uh, with the ESP32 Cutie Pie, and they synchronize together. So you have two shoes, but they're like, they're going to run the same animation um, using WLED. So you like load them with what you want to do, and then they'll synchronize with each other. So I thought that was a good project um, to show off some advanced WLED usage. And of course, um, our fun, uh, flexible NeoPixel on a rope. 
And then Nun Pedro kind of, you know, they built that project with the fireplace, the um, TFT fireplace. Sure, and I was like, oh, let's make a round ornament one. And they're like, cool, like good, easy project to finish up the year. Um, so that's a Barbie themed uh, pink tree. And it's got a video playing ornament with an ESP32 S3 Qualia board. So a great way to wrap up the year. Some good, some good projects. Yeah. So we're going to play the video by Aaron. I'm going to do some factory footage and then we'll go right into some 3D. So here we go. Buckle up. Light up the dance floor with NeoPixel shoelaces that pulse, animate, and glow. This is an easy beginner project with a little soldering, a little crafting, and no coding at all. Customize colors and modes using the free WLED software and control your shoes right from your smartphone. WLED's access point mode makes it easy to sync the lights in your shoes or other costume pieces together, even when you're not in Wi-Fi range. These shoes will be perfectly in sync no matter where in the world you take them. See the full build tutorial at learn.adafruit.com. And as always, remember to subscribe for more fun costume building ideas. Thanks for watching. And here's some factory footage. some factory footage 3d printing okay we're going to do these videos back to back it is the round ornament and then a speed up take it away Noe and pedro you can build a festive ornament that plays clips from your favorite holiday movies using a round tfu display in adafruit's qualia esp32 s3 this project uses a round 2.1 inch capacitive touchscreen with 480 by 480 pixels to play video clips stored on a micro SD card. The video loops indefinitely and you can tap anywhere on the display to play the next video making this one of the most unique ornaments. Powered by the Adafruit Qualia ESP32 S3, this dev board is designed to work with RGB TTL displays in peculiar shapes and sizes. The electronics are housed in a compact enclosure that can hang on your tree with access to the SD card slot. Installing software on the Qualia board is as easy as dragging and dropping the ready-to-go UF2 file thanks to the tiny USB bootloader. You can use the Convert.io website to encode your favorite videos to the MJPEG format and resize them for the 480x480 round display. 
Then just save your encoded videos to your micro SD card. For a full tutorial and files, head over to learn.adafruit.com. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. 3D print the parts in your favorite PLA filament or have a 3D printing service print them for you. Plug and play JST cables make it easy to connect the micro SD card breakout to the Qualia ESP32-S3. The round display is secured to the enclosure and held in place with a snap fit insert. The SD card breakout and Qualia board are secured to the built-in standoffs with machine screws. The components are cleverly positioned with proper clearances to connect the display. The back cover snap fits making it easy to open back up if you ever need to. Use the ornaments built-in loop to hang on your tree and you can power it with either a USB power supply or a USB battery bank. We hope this inspires you to check out the Qualia ESP32 S3 for your next video-based projects. PADC, 10% off an Adafruit store. You get all these free things on your way out. The only thing that's not included is gift certificates, but this is a little bit of a reminder. If you're looking to purchase something for a gift for someone who likes to do electronics, you can do that now too. Just know that discounts, of course, do not apply to gift certificates. Let's do some INPI data. Hi, on MPI brought to you by DigiKey this week. It is analog devices. Lady what is on MPI new product introduction of the week? I'm glad you asked. Uh, this week's IMPI is going to go long. It is the LTC 4332 um, Linear Tech, which was purchased by analog devices. So it's analog devices, but sorts of the LTC. Um, but still, you know, the quality and reliability of Linear Tech, they make luxurious electronic components. Uh, now available at analog pre uh, devices pricing and distribution. Um, and this one is long because it is a long distance SPI encoder extender, uh, which is, and I always love to put cats in these photos. So here's a long cat. So this device, um, it's a SPI extender, and we stock a similar chip, the LTC4311, which is an I squared C um, bus. It's not like an extender, it's like an active terminator, but it's kind of in the same family of like, usually I2C and SPI are protocols that you use on a PCB. They're meant for short distances of like 10 centimeters at the most. Um, they're meant to go fast. They're meant to um, 
you know, just connect from one component to the other. Maybe you'd have a short cable, but they're not meant for long distances, but sometimes you need to have long distances. So what's cool about the LTC 4332 is it's like a transparent um, differential SPI port expander, sorry, extender that can go up to 1200 meters, uh, which is 12 football fields. I still love using football fields yeah. as a measure. So very, very long cabling. Um, you're not gonna get the full two megahertz max speed over it. Um, we got like 50 kilohertz or something, but still uh, it's pretty amazing to be able to do SPI over such a long distance. So um, the way this works is you need two chips. One is the controller and one is the peripheral. And on the left-hand side, you see the controller, uh, you get the S, CK, MISO, MOSI pins. So that's like the data in, out, and clock. There are four um, peripheral select pins, SS1 through SS4. Note that SS4 is for the chip itself. So you actually only get like three chip select pins, which means on the other side, you could have up to three SPI devices that you can address. So it's like you would have it on the other side and then you know you would have like a display and then maybe you know SD card and then maybe you know a thermocouple all on SPI. They can share those pins and they each have their own chip select pin. Um, and then in between, and there's also an interrupt uh, back. So you can have one interrupt line go backwards um, to like alert you when like data is ready and stuff. And in between you have cat five, cat six cabling. Um, so twisted pair is differential and the chips encode the SPI commands over the differential pair for TX and RX. And so you can use like your standard long ethernet cords, which are low cost and reliable. And then a link light lets you know um, that they're connected. So, you know, really easy to use. Um, what's nice about this, a couple like little details that I saw that I thought were uh, really well designed. One, I like that it's like transparent, right? You you just, you connect it up and the controller and the peripheral have no idea that it's going through this long differential link um, that's handled for you. It can do all four SPI modes because I know that there's some sensors and devices um, that use you know, most things use uh, mode zero, but some use mode three or mode two or mode one. Um, and it can switch between the two. So it, it will dynamically do the right thing, even if you have multiple different states, um, sorry, different modes of SCK, you know, polarity and, and uh, latching, as long as the chip select line is active low, um, it'll automatically do the right thing for all your different uh, peripherals on the opposite side. Um, in the middle is this differential, you know, protocol, it's not published. It's like, you know, some whatever proprietary protocol and, um, you connect one to the other. So you can't have multiple like peripherals on the side. Like it is one-to-one, -one. um, they have some, lim you know, limitations on how much your grounds can flow there. I think it has to be within 25 volts. You do have to select the speed. Um, and I think I'll show that later, but the speed tells it how much to overclock the differential link, which will determine your max bandwidth, which is like your max, you know, max bandwidth S clock speed versus the distance. So it's like a trade off of how far you can go versus how fast you can go. You can't go the highest speed at the longest distance. It's inversely, inversely correlated. Um, okay. So this is the inside of it. There's the encoder and decoder, the link, um, the SPI pins, uh, the FIFOs, which we'll talk about. The FIFOs actually um, matter when you're doing um, receiving. Um, the link light, and there is, the device itself is also an SPI peripheral, which you can configure with registers. 
although you don't have to. So the link light, I thought was kind of like a nice detail. So just like ethernet, when you plug it in and it detects that the other side is connected, um, an LED will go on. Um, and it will also like make sure that you, um, you know, matches the right speed. You also query it over SPI if you don't want to like use the LED. Um, the link speed, like I mentioned, you can use two pins or you can set it with uh, with the SPI registers. So there's eight levels and each one you can see on second to last column, it goes from two megahertz down to 25 kilohertz. And that will change the max length of cable from 100 feet to 1200 meters or more. So it's one of those things where, you know, it does depend on your cabling, your power supply, you know, is it outside? What is the noise like in the area? Um, your, your differential, uh, your grounding, whatever. Try the, you know, they'll probably over-specified it, but maybe go like one level less. So if you need uh, to go 250 feet, maybe it says use uh, speed index five, but maybe use speed index four, so you have a little bit of leeway. Um, and of course, you'll want to go as slow as the slowest device. Like each device has to share the same SCK. So if you have a device that is, can't be clocked faster than um, 100 kilohertz, you're gonna have to set the entire bus to 100 kilohertz. Okay, uh, next up. Oh, there, so there is registers. It doesn't seem like you need to use these. A lot of it is just like reporting on um, faults, failures. Um, you can change the speed index, overflow, underflow and word length and the word length has to do with um the latency so there's only one thing you just have to watch out for that might affect your firmware programming so if you're only writing from the controller to the peripheral the data is is transmits you know transparently but if you're reading data in because it has to read the byte and then transmit it out because like you know if you use spi usually you clock things out but then you can also clock things in on the same um clock in and you'd have it be both MOSI and MISO active on the same SCK signal. Obviously it has to get a byte at a time. And so it's going to be one byte behind when it reads data. Data written is going to be done on the clock because it can like send that byte at once, but as it reads it in, it's going to be delayed. So your firmware might have to, if it's reading from the SPI interface, it'll have to drop the first byte. And then from then on, it'll be synchronized. So you know, just something to watch out for. Um, if you are reading data, like there's a lot of sensors that don't, but if you do, you do, you might have to change your firmware a little bit just to like be aware that um, the first byte gets dropped. Uh, and then you can get an eval board. I like this one because it's like breakable. You can see in the middle, they can break it apart and wire up uh, Cat6 cabling. You don't even need like an ethernet connector. And then in between, uh, I think it's like a PMOD port. So you can just like connect it to your ready-to-go PMOD uh, devices. And the chip is in stock. So if you want to purchase Double it, yeah, you can get it. Um, don't forget, you'll need two, one for the transmitter and one for the receiver. But I think I'm going to make a breakout board for this chip. I really like it. I like the um, LTC 4311 for I2C. It's been a great expander. lets you take I2C up to you know 100 feet easily. Um, with Ethernet, but this one, because it goes over a differential link, it's going to be, again, 1,200 meters or more. Yeah. One of the cool things about this NPI series, this new product introduction, often or sometimes, or at least now that there's stuff, when you see it here, that might mean we're working on a breakout. So that's well, they, coming the soon. new product for this week, the MCV 3421, was two weeks ago's INPI. So I liked it so much. Circle of life. It's, I, I liked it so much, I made a breakout board for it. 
right. that's how you know you got the seal of approval. That's this week's on MPI. All right, we're going to roll right into new products after we remind you the code. Pad C, C, Pad D, C, Pad D, C, P, A, D, C. Um, let's do it. Ready? Pie. Yes, cases they're in and they're gothy. Okay, yeah, we know the photo was the white and red one, but you knew we weren't gonna stock that right. black and clear one because yeah, it's really cool looking. Of course, of course. Of course. Uh, perfect Raspberry Pi Five will not fit any other Raspberry Pi. Only the Pi Five um, has a built-in fan using the new fan connector. Uh, that's fancy. It's got a little heat sink element a passive one um i think if you pop out the fan maybe you can use the active cooler but it's a nice snap together case uh it looks cool looks goth has a little rubber feet as well and we i think we even have some still in stock yeah they're gonna go fast so you know yeah we'll like we can't guarantee we'll have both the pi fives in the case at the same time so i don't know that's how it is no one can guarantee that nobody can guarantee i do like the way we handled the pi five sales because folks have told us that they have back orders pre-orders from september from other places they still haven't gotten yet, but they did get the ones they ordered from us. So that's why we did it. Yep. Next up. Next up, a new edition of programming the Pico from Simon Monk, second edition, now covers the Pico W, which is great. Uh, Simon Monk is a wonderful educator and writer, has written guides for us, uh, has published uh, multiple projects on the learning system, um, and we have lots of his kits and books. You can see some fantastic pages we have a couple previews of the book you can also get it just about anywhere we stock these types of books because often um folks are like well i don't really want to buy stuff from amazon but i do want this book maybe if you're maybe you'll stock it the authors yeah it's usually that's how you get more books written okay next up next up it's a coming soon but uh it'll probably be in stock for next week but i thought uh, a bunch of people might want to sign up for it it's a grove feather wing so if you have a feather and you want to use Grove sensors uh, from Seed or other companies make sensors that are compatible. Uh, this board is very compact, but it has three analog Grove connectors, one UART and two I squared C, uh, plus a STEMA QT. That's like, you know, for the fourth day of Christmas, why don't you yeah. give it to me a board with a STEMA QT and a little reset button. Um, so it's, it's simple and expensive, but um, makes it mechanically easy to plug and play existing Grove sensors that you may have. Okay. So it's coming soon. And the start of the show tonight, besides you, Lady, our team, our customers, our community, and everyone who's making this thing go, go, go all go. this year is the MCP 20, 30, 3421 18 bit analog digital converter with I2C. This little chip from Microchip is it's a nice high precision analog digital converter. And I'm showing here, and you know, it was like, what is this? What are you seeing here? So this is a K type thermocouple wired directly up to the ADC. There's no op amp in, in, in the middle there's no um special chip it's just the analog digital converter reading 18 bit with the programmable gain it has a built-in pga i think of eight eight time gain and it can read a thermocouple and actually like get you know you can measure temperature um from it i didn't do the temperature conversion but you can see the adc when you touch it with your hands heats up uh and you get up 100 counts just uh from uh room temperature up to like finger temperature so it's like 10 uh you know every uh 
least significant bit is one tenth of a degree. Um, it's fairly fast. You get like three or four samples per second when you're dealing with um, 18 bit sample rate. Like I said, it has built in gain. It's I squared C, so it's like easy to use with, you know, almost any microcontroller or microcomputer. Um, it's got the terminal block built in already, so you can just wire something up. There's only one I squared C address, um, but, you know, that's okay. You could always uh, use it with a GPIO expander. It's not that fast anyways, right? It's, it's four samples per second at the uh, most precise um, readings. Um, it's good from 3.3 or 5 volts. But inside, it's got a built-in 2.048 volt, 1% um, uh, voltage reference. So it's like a very precise voltage reference. So the signal that you get can be differential, but just note that both sides of the differential signal have to be less than 2 volts. So it's really good for like wheatstone bridges and thermocouples and strain gauges stuff like that um not good for a potentiometer where you want a full like zero to vcc or zero to 3.3 volt input this is for precision reading of differential signals that's where it's going to shine and with that is new products new 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 so don't forget to code new all the free stuff. No, 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 no. If you miss out, no, 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 no. Gives gives certificates. Some of you will be getting an Adabox email tomorrow, um, and continue to be shipping as the new year kicks off. Thank you yes. for sticking with us. Um, we're gonna do some questions, but first, um, you know, make sure you're in Discord, Adafruit.at/discord or Discord.gg/Adafruit. We're gonna do some top secret, then we're gonna do the questions, and then we are going to bounce. Are you ready? Bounce. Okay, super top secret. What you working on there? Okay, so the the March of revisions continues. It's not March, but I would like to finish well before March. Yeah. Up to the five hundred seventy first revision, getting to the tougher ones now. So this clue uh, board revision, um, love the clue board. Every single chip on here was unavailable <laughs> for a year and a half. Yeah, what's the joke? The chips of Theseus. Like, there's boards that we have that everything's different, but it is the same board. Yeah. Um, so this one, you know, I couldn't get the NR52840, and then I couldn't get the the microphone, and I couldn't get the magnetometer, and then the six DOF got discontinued. Six DOF really did get discontinued, so that got swapped out. I couldn't get the magnetometer. I was about to redesign, but the magnetometer came back into stock at a reasonable price, and then whatever, whatever, you know. Eventually, I was like, okay, I can I can actually get this back into stock. So this just revises the LSM six DS. 33 is now just an LSM6DS3, which is basically almost the same chip. Um, so a different package. But um, all the other components were available. Even the BMP280, which was unavailable for like a year, um, is available at, again, the old price, which is another thing. It's like for the, this clue board, for me to be able to sell at the price, I can't be spending $5 on a magnetometer. And the pricing was really ridiculous for a bit um, but all the prices came down again and so this is being revised all the parts are being updated to the most recent versions i'll get it back in the store what else are you working on um ditto with the feather sense i know people really like the feather sense board and believe me i wanted to stock it for a while but likewise almost every sensor got discontinued actually another thing is the apds 9660 that got discontinued too but we did a last time buy and i think we have enough for a couple of years so i think it's worth it 
you know, instead of doing a redesign, I guess I'm going to get it good enough to put it back in the shop, buy me a year. And then in a year when I, when more parts are like really discontinued, uh, cleared out, I think a lot of things that were unavailable were being held by companies. I don't want to use the word hoarded, but like kind of sort of, yeah. um, and they stock got we released. So like, you know, whereas it before I was like, I couldn't get any chips. Suddenly there's like a hundred thousand of them in stock. Um, yeah. so, you know, it's working out. Yeah, what's funny is that when I tell people that aren't in our industry about this, they're like, oh, yeah, like I needed a part from my car. And they said it's going to be four years. Like it was like it, it it impacted everyone in so many weird ways. But it is over now for the most part. It's allowing us to do a lot of stuff. That's top secret. You'll see more in upcoming episodes of Ask an Engineer. OK, we're going to do the questions. Let's do it. Yeah. We're great. We're doing good on that. Yeah, we are. Um, let's uh, get the ones that we have locked up. Mm -hmm. Boop. Okay, so first question was, um, where should I go to learn about making PCBs? I want to make an LED badge in the shape of a T. Plus. Yeah, plus but don't know where to start. And we um, have a guide, actually, we have, making LED badges. We have a guide on making LED and badges on learn.adafruit.com. Yeah, and we've got a guide about doing custom silkscreen just for your first badge. Check it out. The other thing you can do is um, look at some of our open source hardware designs. And you can, you know, just move stuff around. Yeah. That's a good way to learn. Okay. Um, will there be a memento enclosure? There is a memento. So you can sign up. We're, I have to get the M3 screws, um, but they're coming in hopefully soon. So they should be in stock by the end of the year. Okay. And I think this question was in reference to the INMPI that we're doing. Uh, why not just use Ethernet instead of the LTC4332? It's a good question. In the text for the uh, INMPI, I talk about that. You may not want to have... Um, a full Ethernet controller. Um, if the thing on the other side really is just like SPI and you just need a sensor node and you don't want the weight of like a TCPIP connection and, you know, the power required for that, this is going to be um, a lot simpler. Um, it said like, you know, used for lighting. I could see why you would want to skip having the weight of a full Ethernet driver um, and instead just use this, you know, one-to-one -one tap connection. Okay. Do you think the MCP3421 will work with the zirconia sensor? I don't know what a zirconia sensor is, but anything that gives you a differential. Sensor zirconias. Well, yes. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, if it gives you a differential voltage of, you know, a couple microvolts up to two volts max, or if it's a resistor and you can put it in a, a Wheatstone bridge, then it'll work fine. Okay. Um, this I don't know what this is, but maybe you do. What protocol do you use between 10 centimeters and 5 meters RS485? And this new thing are only practical with 10 meters. Um, will I2C cleaner Terminator thing for do 2 meters? The the Terminator, the LTC4311, the I2C Terminator, will go up to 100 feet. Okay. Um, so it's definitely good, you know, 100 kilohertz. For five meters, 10 centimeters or five meters, that is tough, right? It's like, what do you do? Like RS-45, yeah, it'll do it. I-squared-C will do it with an ex extender. Um, it is a tough distance, right? Because it's just like a little bit too far. Um, but I think I think you could do I-squared-C with the Terminator, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're okay with that and you don't need a lot of power, um, I think that would do a fine job. Um, does the Monk's book cover BLE programming? I Good question. Question. Don't, know. don't know. You might want to look on the um, the publisher page for the table of contents. The table of contents. I, yeah. I I imagine it does an example for Wi-Fi example. Yeah. I don't know 100. 
I don't have it in front of me. Um, so check out the publisher page. If I can get to it before the end of the show, I will too. Yeah. Um, does a flirt case for Raspberry Pi 5 work with the active cooler or is the whole thing being a heatsink? Um, you would remove the top and then you would put the active cooler on top. So you wouldn't be able to use the top at the same time because that, that passive heatsink would get in the way of the active cooler. Um, so that's the trade-off with the active cooler is you can't have anything else on top. Okay. And let's see. Do, do, do. Checking all the chats. I think we got to him. Okay. We got to all the questions. Okay. Perfect timing. Good timing because we need to get to get here right at nine tonight. Okay. I practice my singing. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for making this a fantastic year as we've crawled, scraped, slid across the finish line of 2023. Um, it was a um, busy year for us. We needed to redo, redesign, recalibrate, optimize, adapt. We also had a kid. So we were dealing with that. And we also wanted to take good care of our team, of our customers, our community. We wanted to hold tight to all the values that y'all expect from us. So it's been a roller coaster year. We very much appreciate you sticking by us. You got choices where you buy stuff. Um, we're going to continue to do open source hardware. We're going to continue to get Ada boxes out. Um, we're making so many neat things. Um, I can't wait to show you. Um, <laughs> we're, we've got so many neat things that we're finally able to get out the door. So um, this week is just wrapping up some things for the year, um, giving our folks time off and everything. They're taking time off and uh, we're getting some beta boxes out. I'll be emailing people tomorrow morning. I know. And uh, you'll be getting an email from some of the Adabox customers. I QA'd them today. Yeah. And uh, we'll um, resume right after the holiday break. And we'll see everybody in 2024. So thank you so much. This has been an Adafruit production. Here is your eye. <laughs> Here is your moment of Zener. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.